It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am excited this week uh, because we're have, it's a new month, which means we have a new topic. Uh, and this topic this month is team time. Why is, why is team time important outside of Sunday morning? Uh, but specifically today I want to talk about why uh, creatives need community. And uh, I am joined by my good friend Brandon B. Brandon, how's it going? I am doing great. How are you, buddy? It's good, man. Yeah. It's good. I've, uh, I typically do these over Zoom. And so in person, like we're, we're sitting in Grants Pass at uh, River Valley Church and Brandon and I just are kind of doing a weekend together at the church and I don't ever get to do this. So yeah. this is really fun. No, it's fun, especially since we're in a, a weird time now where it's kind of normal to be Zoom friends. Truth to yeah. Zoom friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everybody about Brandon and <clears throat> yeah. all, all things Brandon B. Yeah, well, I am... Yeah, my name is Brandon B, and I've been a um, a music producer, uh, artist, and also uh, a worship pastor. And I've even been a senior pastor for a few years as well. So, um, yeah, just kind of, I just, I love Jesus and I love music, and I'm always trying to figure out ways to to pair those two up. And so um, and so that's, I, I, you know, I, I would say I'm a music ministry entrepreneur because I just do everything and That's all nice. things combined. Yeah. Combining those two things, I guess. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, if you want to check out anything of my stuff, you can find me on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. And then also, I'm, I'm the most uh, active on Instagram, so yeah. at Brandon B. Music. You spell my name actually like the, the bug, B-E-E, <laughs> so Brandon B. Music. It's not like... Brandon with just the letter B because you no, have a long last name. No, <laughs> no. I think I think our buddy Michael seriously thought I had the longest name, and that's what I was always known for. The hidden. Like, yeah. What is your full name, Brandon yeah. B. Mister no, really, B? That's what it is. That's the whole thing. So yeah, um, yeah. That's that's. You guys can check out what I'm doing, yeah. and uh, I just love to do. Lately, I've been doing a lot of songwriting, uh, writing workshops and um, retreats. And uh, and then I just right now I'm doing a lot of producing and then leading worship at my church in Tri Cities, Washington is where I'm at. So good, so good. So I want to let's jump into some questions here. What um, what comes to mind when you hear the words creative and community? Like, what is the first thing that kind of like like what is there your first thought with those two words? Yeah. Okay. Well, creative and community. Let's see here. Well, creative. Okay. First off. Uh, actually, you know, I, I know exactly what comes off, what comes to mind is um, something both both things that God desires for us, mm. um, and I wouldn't say that they're the only things, but I would say that they they are probably some of the, uh, they're probably the top top five things, maybe one of the top five things that is important. 
So we need to be in community. That's going to be a big piece. But we also need to recognize that we are all creative beings to some degree. So um, I would say that and another thing, too, on top of it being a, a Christian thing and a God thing, I think that people create best in community mm. as well. And so even non-believers would think that as well. And so they find, you know, there's all there are all kinds of music collectives all over our major cities in America yep. um, that have, you know, writers' nights. We were just talking about this with Nashville. They yep. have writers in the round. Um, it, people will play the same kind of concert night. People love to do, um, like, open night mics and any of those kinds of things. Everybody likes to be around people because they love the camaraderie uh, when creating something. Even if you created it all by yourself, the camaraderie of sharing that with people. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I, I think um, you kind of nailed it there when you just said, like, it's they're, they kind of, like, work hand in hand together. Like, it's both... Yeah. Creatives and community, we don't do it well, not, not together, not yeah. together. Um, and I think that I think a lot of guys try and try and like write by themselves, or from songwriting perspective, write by themselves. Or creatives, it's also it's hard to like. It's like you got to like step out a little bit in yeah. order to be in that community. But can you uh, can you expand a little bit on when you when you say like we're better together? Like what is what does that mean to you? Like in community, yeah, we're better. We're better when we're together. What is that kind of... How has that looked in your life? And kind of expand yeah. on that a little bit. I would say probably in multiple ways. But so being a music producer, um, and I've been doing it for like 20, 22 or 23 years. So when you look and you go back to the very beginning times that I was doing that, it was very normal to be in the studio with multiple musicians. And we, you know, it was a very traditional studio and we had multiple rooms, but we would all kind of collect together and um, we're coming up with ideas together. And even as somebody who's a producer and I'm kind of, you know, leading the pack, I'm still relying heavily on the groove that the drummer and the bass player are, are finding mm. to to inform what I'm doing, to inform what the keyboard player is doing or piano player, whatever. Um, so in on a practical level, it's very important for us to play with each other. I, 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 I don't know about, I know this is a worship leader uh, podcast when I, was, when I think about it, um, how many musicians have you had come and try out where literally they are a bedroom guitar player mm -hmm. or a bedroom drummer or a bedroom bass player where they've never played with anybody physically ever? And you can tell that that doesn't go over well in the beginning. Right. They have to learn how to work with other people. And so I think on a practical level, you've just got to play with people. You just got to be creative with people in order to actually grow and become um, a more well-rounded um, musician, but other creative things too. Um, and then on a spiritual level, that we got too much of the Bible to talk about, you know, <laughs> to talk about why we are better together. You know, the way that God designed the church, um, when we look at it, it's like um, beforehand... It was all about the things that you can, that you've got to try to, I guess, you know, you got all these laws and things that you're trying to just make sure that you're able to do. And of course, we're not able to do it. So you 
we needed Jesus, obviously. Right. And so Jesus dies on the cross and he raises again and then he comes and then he, uh, you know, pen- basically he, he ascends and the what he says basically at that moment is that you're going to go, you need to go make disciples of all men, right? And then when he, when he actually sends and he's gone, Pentecost happens. And right when Pentecost happens, um, it wasn't the, the spirit fell upon them. They started to, you know, speak in other tongues and then all of a sudden um they spread out and they never see each other again that's not how it worked right they actually started a church right there and they started in community and then branched off from there to go start other communities to go start other communities so i would even say that our our main mission is to go start communities and have community with people so i think if we're not searching or seeking community we might not even be doing the very thing that jesus wanted us to do that's pretty powerful that just happened yeah yeah wow yeah that, that, yeah. <laughs> that just uh wow yeah um well on that on that note what what would you say the danger is of a creative not engaging in the community around them what would you say of that like a danger like, like yeah. of a danger of a, of a creative kind of uh, isolating and um, kind okay. of not, not being a part of... So again, I'll do the practical and the spiritual. Yep. Practical is going to be simply you're going to become that bedroom guitar player, bedroom whatever. You're going to be super um, self-reflective. You're going to always be looking at your own stuff. You're probably going to... You're either not going to think anything is good or you're going to think that everything you do is awesome. Mm. It's going to be like an American Idol you know, syndrome where you show up to a tryout and actually this whole time you're pretty bad and you thought you were awesome kind of thing. Um, So I think that you, there's a reason why um, the most amazing musicians happen to be in music cities and it's not because all of a sudden you show up to LA or Nashville or Austin or, you know, some of the smaller ones like Seattle and Chicago and those kinds of things. Like you you don't show up there and all of a sudden you get the mojo of the water of, you know, of Nashville or whatever. But it's really you actually are having to rub shoulders with people who are far better than you that make better choices musically. And you have to figure out how to to do that very thing in your own style. So that's the practical. That's the community in, in, in a practical sense. But when it comes to spiritual, what's the danger? The danger is that you are not going to, um, you can have a relationship with God, but when you have to, you got to remember, um, I have a, I have a story behind this, but I'm not going to say it because I want to make sure that the time we're, we can stick with the time. But, uh, I remember hearing from the Lord um, when I was when I had left the church for a, a season. I remember him um, saying, "Jesus, I love you. I always thought you were awesome." You know, this is when I was younger, yep. and I was like, "I always thought you were awesome, um, but uh, I don't love." your church. I don't love the church. I don't love the people of the church. They hurt me. They, you know, all these things, right? And uh, essentially, I mean, not that I heard an audible voice, but this is what I ended up getting from my, from my, uh, from my time with the Lord is he said, you can't love me properly if you don't love my bride. And so, you know, what's part of loving? Part of loving is, is being with, I think you have to, um, it's impossible for you to love your wife and not be with her. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the other way around. 100%. Uh, with even friends, too. It's like it's impossible to... You can love... You can love as an... As a... Uh, maybe as an adjective. I don't know. I don't know if an adjective is the right way. But you can't love them as a verb. Yep. Right? For sure. If you're not ever around them. Or at least give them time. Right? And so um, I know that we all have friends all over the United States and all that kind of stuff, but you're still giving them time via phone, via text, via call. You you are um, you are having community with them. So that's that's what I would say is that you're you're not actually having the full and full relationship with God because you're not loving his other half, which is the bride, because yep. you're not being a part of it. Right? And and you're, that's, you're, that's, that's a thought. I'm totally in. I'm yeah. totally in. Yeah. No, what is uh, uh, see, talk about how that um, that how that connects to uh, like worship ministry in the church? Uh, how can how does uh, how how does creating time for your worship team to connect outside of Sunday morning benefit your ministry? So, like, if I'm talking like I'm in a band at a church, how does how does how is me setting time? I'm a worship leader, setting up time outside of that so my my team members can get to know each other and be and be in community, those creatives be in community, how's that going to benefit me? As a, as a, how's it going to benefit the ministry? Totally, yeah. So, again, practical and spiritual. But, um, okay, I'll give you a little preface. So yeah. I'm at a church right now, and the church is it's pretty big. It's almost 2,000 people, and it's, um, it's grown a lot in the last, you know, when it, during COVID they actually grew a bit and then now that COVID's not really a thing as much right now we're definitely like we've grown a lot so and we grew pretty fast so we went from probably like maybe 1200 to 2000 within a two-year span that's a big jump it's a big jump right and so um I want to honestly say that I'm not doing this well right now but we used to do it well okay okay and uh I know the evidence of the of what of you know the evidence of us not doing it good right now yeah 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 yeah. and so i will tell you that on a practical level we don't play that well together because we um don't know we don't know each other yeah as well as we used to um and so there's 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 a there's a tension sometimes I'm noticing there'll be a tension between a, a drummer and a bass player where maybe some of their political views are a little bit different or yep. maybe some of their, you know, whatever. Maybe maybe one of them has, you know, if you don't know that that person lost a loved one in the last six months and they're still dealing with it, but you're expecting them to act like everything's normal and fine and you you just move on thinking that everything is fine and you don't recognize people's you know their hearts are breaking or whatever well then there's going to be tension it's just yep. a point right so um we definitely see the evidence of us not spending time together in how we play so we're not playing as good um on a spiritual level um that community, that church community, when you think about when you think about going to church, especially in a bigger church, and I would say a bigger church is going to be anything even three hundred and above. Yeah, because I think you could 
you could still you could probably know most people in the church if it's under 300 but once you get to the three to 500 on up i think it's a lot harder for you to know everybody and there's just kind of a sea of people and you just show up to church and you leave and so what is your only community it's getting involved in the church somewhere so it's being an usher it's being a children's worker it's being a uh you know in the youth team somewhere or it's part of the worship team right and so if that is your community outside of sunday morning listening to a message and worshiping and just looking at people uh, and seeing people next to you that's your community and you're not giving them the community piece of it they're actually missing out on the actual all-encompassing community so you're probably their answer to community and you're not giving it to them and so that on a spiritual level, you're missing like it goes back to one of the other questions is what's the danger of not having community? Or that might be this question. But anyway, no, there was yeah. a question we had yeah, earlier. The second question, yep. Yeah. And and so I think like what the danger is is that is like you're not spiritually growing, you're not actually having a true, strong relationship with God because you're not having a relationship with his bride. Yeah. What when you did it well I mean, because yeah. I know this is, I mean, yeah. we just been through COVID and I mean, churches look so different when you were doing it well, meaning, uh, getting your teams together, what did that look like? Or what were you, what kind of things were you doing? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm going to give you two different scenarios. So one of them is the church that I'm currently at right yep. now, which I've been essentially at for five years. I did, I did go actually, no, six years. And I, I did go plant a church for two years during COVID, or like right before COVID. And then, of course, that didn't work very well because yep. of COVID. So I moved back to the same church again. So we were definitely doing community before I left. That was great, right? Definitely COVID stopped a lot of things that we were doing together, like everyone. And we just never got in another, uh, you know, rhythm to, yeah. to do it. So um, what we did was at the current church that I'm at is we got together um, once a month and we did like a jam. It was more like a it's like a barbecue jam yeah. type thing in this in, in the in the season when we can do that. Like yeah, right, right. S- maybe spring and summer and a little bit of fall. Um, and then uh, in the winter time we we made sure we had a Christmas party and we had a, um, you know, other, some other events that we did. Yeah. And then I personally got together with people as often as I could for lunch or dinner or, or coffee or something, right? Yeah, totally. Um, but what I also did is I had a team lead of every single instrument. Okay. And those people were supposed to get together as a collective with the fellow drummers, like all the drummers fellow all bass the... players, fellow guitarists. Now, that works in a big church because yeah, right. we have a lot of those. Um, I, don't, I don't think we would have needed the team lead if I was in a smaller church. Right. Um, I would have just been the team lead, right? And we would have just gotten together more often. Uh, but they were getting together, I don't, not once a week, but they were getting together semi-sporadic, but but still good. They, they, they got together a lot. That's awesome. Now, one thing I will say... Uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit yeah, because, because I said that we're not doing it well now, but actually we did something really strategic 
about six months ago because I was noticing this very problem that we were just not playing well together. People were dealing with stuff and nobody could talk or hang out or whatever. And we were doing uh, three services in the morning and one service at night. So we were just doing a lot of it's things. A, it's a yeah, lot. Exactly. And so um, what I did is like, I mean, I was like, I don't, I haven't even really been able to hang out with these people at all outside of just playing and that wasn't good enough for me so um i had somebody uh one of our team members uh it was really a couple people they would make breakfast for us and during first service after we played we would go to our cafe and we would just eat breakfast together and we would hang out and we had almost an hour and a half together uh, because the the sermon plus the in between until the next service. Yep. And so um, we do that now. And actually, like I said, I'm backtracking. I actually think that that has improved everything so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get to hang out with people, and they get to hang out with each other, and it's cool when I see them talking. And, and it's always great when there's food involved. Yeah, and there's food. Yeah, there's food and homemade food too, which is nice. So, um, is that food portion somebody's ministry? It's like something somebody does? Like, yep. or is it like a rotating thing? Yep. It's actually our, uh, our words, you know, pro presenter people. Yeah. Um, there's a few people in that, in that team where two of them are older ladies and they just love, you know, making food. So, yeah, I always find that. there's somebody in the church. A lot of people are like, oh, food's so expensive and I can't blah, blah, blah. I'm always like, there's somebody in the church that's like, yeah, that's their love language totally. is making food and it's, yeah. When it's their love language, it's going to be delicious. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> let we, them experiment and exactly. do <laughs> and do all and the things. We provide like I I do pay for the actual like material, you know, yeah. the actual like raw foods, I guess. But yeah, yeah. They, but she makes it so. Yeah, so I would say that's awesome. And then I, I then I will say what we did in another church, which I really liked as well, is uh, we had something called uh, we we actually called it table time. Yeah. And, so what we would do is um, we would have a uh, whatever team that was involved on that Sunday um, right after church or sometimes it would be a Monday because we, we I was there for a few years. So we kind of like changed it up a little bit. We might do it on a Monday night, but we would actually have table time. And then we would talk about all of the, the testimonies of the things that happened on Sunday. So like, oh yeah, we, we heard, we, we changed it to Monday because I always heard more stuff on Monday morning during yep. a staff meeting. Yep, right? yep, yep. So I, I would be able to, so we would come together, we would eat together, and then I would say, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but 10 people got saved yesterday. So, and the story of this person is this, and this person got healed this week, or this, whatever. And so that was really cool because a lot of our talk time and hangout time was based off of the cool things that God did in our church. And things you'd never see or mm-hmm. never hear about. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, I have found that that only works for some churches. My church that I'm currently at now, um, I just think I probably wouldn't get very many people to show up to um, a Monday night after doing three services, Sunday morning and Sunday night, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. doing a Monday. Yeah. The other church I was at, we had a really big sanctuary, so we did two services and we didn't do a Sunday night service so it was a lot easier to do and yep. Monday night was just our kind of our home community but it was like our worship community so yeah totally 
What would you say to the worship leader who um, wants to connect into the, their community around them, meaning not just at their church, but like, I know you're good, you're good at networking. And so like, what, what, how do like, I'm a worship leader at a church. I know there's other worship leaders in the community. Like, what are some ways that like I could connect with that community to help kind of grow the community of worship leaders in my community? Yeah. Okay. So this is super, this is super good. This yeah. is super good. Um, first of all, do not think that you can do it alone. Do not think that your community is good enough just the people in your own church. Yep. And I say that because you all basically have the same convictions, the same stuff. You're going through the, the same things, which is really great. I think you need to have your community and your main community be the ones you're going through the same stuff and your convictions are similar because then you're not always in tension and all the kinds of stuff. But if you don't have, um, you know, if you tend to be a more conservative Ah, conservative is not the right word. If you tend to be a little bit more maybe Baptist, okay, let's just say that, and then uh, and you don't have a Pentecostal friend, and you don't have and a Pentecostal, if you don't have a, a Reformed friend, or yeah. if you don't have friends that are in different like streams as you, um, then you're actually also not getting to know the the entirety of God's people, yep. you know, and His bride, and. Um, and a worship leader's issues are very similar to the other worship leader's issues. <laughs> yeah. And you'll find that it doesn't matter what church you go to, you're dealing with the same stuff. You may not be dealing with, um, you know, a young team versus an old team based off of the ages of your church and the kind of church you go to, but you will be dealing with the same, oh man, you know, uh, my pastor asked me to do this and it's really tough for me to do this thing. Have you ever been in this scenario? And it might be a completely different scenario, but it, it's the same though at the same time. It's like, yeah, I've dealt with the same thing. It's, it was hard for me to, to whatever, fill in the blank. And yep. So, um, yeah, you need to. You need to. So um, here's a, a few things. Um, one, I've noticed that if you you need to go find a big church in town and you need to try to connect with the worship pastor of the big church. And if you have multiple big churches, then that's fine. Uh, but you need to connect with them because they will most likely be the one who is the best at hosting those things. And I say that because my experience is that um, the smaller worship church worship you know churches that have worship leaders, they um, are not full time, and they don't have all of the the not just resources, but they don't have the time to think about. Um, hosting something that is so, that, yeah, that just hosting anything. Yep. It's hard, a lot harder for totally. them to do. So uh, me being somebody who's been, you know, full-time on staff at a few bigger churches and then also been at smaller churches, I just know I wouldn't have been able to do a very good job when I was at a smaller church. I'm yeah. the same person, the same spunky, charismatic type person that I am, an extrovert. I have no problem talking to people and connecting with people, but I just have no mind space yeah. to do it. When somebody is full-time, they have a little bit more of that. So uh, so don't get frustrated if you don't have time. Go find somebody who might be willing to do it 
and yeah. and partner with them. Uh, but like you said, that comes back to not doing it by yourself too. Yeah. Like it's it's better. The more people you kind of wrap around the concept, exactly, you're gonna get you're gonna get more buy in and. And I think yeah. there's an attractional side too to the the larger church. Yeah, there's a little bit more like space and to move around and. Yeah, and they can learn. You can learn a lot from uh, a church that's more established, e- yeah. even if they're not bigger than yours. But they've been around for. I mean, if your if your church is like, you, let's just say you're the fastest growing church in your in your state. Yeah. And uh, and you're now a thousand people after two years, which is ridiculous, but that's awesome. Yeah. And. Uh, and there's a church in town that's 800, but they've been a church for 30 years, and the worship pastor's been there for 15 of those years. Uh, I would say have the guy that's been there for 15 years with a 30-year-old church be the guy who runs. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, just because it's more established, and, and, and you, you, we're all going to be able to learn stuff from that scenario i think a little bit better but then again one person doesn't have to run this thing like you're saying it can be multiple people um also too like it's you know try to meet at a at a you know a place that might not even be at the church you know find a coffee shop locally so nobody ever feels like they're a little uncertain i i me and uh i i was a worship pastor in the portland area um, Portland, Oregon. I know that a lot of people live everywhere. Yep, so, yep, yep. Um, Portland, Oregon. And I, uh, me and um, Evan Wickham, which m- a lot of people know who Evan Wickham is. He's Phil Wickham's brother, but he's also a pastor now, senior pastor in San Diego, and he's got a great church. But he was a worship pastor at a church in Portland, and I was too. And then there was a great church called Imago Day. <laughs> and so, um, me, um, Evan, and this guy named Paul Ramey. Uh, who was the guy at the Imago Day? We came together and we started one together, and um, and it really, really took off. But I've tried to do something very similar yeah. in other areas, and it was just me, and it didn't take off as well. And but then when I grabbed two other people that were more influential in this town too. It did better, and so you're 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 definitely better, you know, with other people helping you. And we didn't, and we stopped doing it at one church too. That was another thing we did it at a coffee shop, and it worked. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So our uh, our podcast is called the Table, um, and I believe conver- good conversation happens over good food. Yeah. Um, so if I was to come over to the Bee House for dinner, what is something that you guys would have on the table? What is what is like your yeah. Food of choice at the Bee House. Okay, it'll be Korean food or Indian food, which my wife is not Korean or Indian. Yeah, I was like, where does this come from? I is know. This... My family is extremely uh, international in in our approach of almost everything. Okay. We've, we've lived in Italy as missionaries, but I have gone to about 50 countries and my kids, a lot of my kids have come with me to a lot of these places. Yeah. Um, I, I normally can only afford one of them to come because I have eight kids, by the way, for those of you that didn't know that. Um, and so I've been to lots and lots of places and eaten lots of food. Yeah. And they all have memories of specific foods of specific places they've gone. And my wife has like learned to make those foods so, good. so that my kids could have it at home. Um, and so we were actually not atypical in any way. Uh, we've only had, we've only 
barbecued burgers once this year, which you would think that we're in America, we would have done that 50 times, <laughs> but only once, and we've only had hot dogs once probably so far in the last three months. There you go. We normally are eating Indian food or Korean food or Filipino food yeah. or, um, or, you know, we love Mexican and course italian but anyway yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be typically an asian dish <laughs> i love it i love yeah. it um how do we connect with you you mentioned a little bit at the beginning but like tell us just what, what remind us again what are some good ways to connect with you yeah well uh i will say this um definitely instagram is my 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 jam um and i actually do like a um a question and answer on there um probably once once a week, sometimes once every two weeks, yeah. where um, I have people ask me questions or I'll, I'll like have like a discussion in, in the Instagram stories. Um, so that's a really great way to get to know me and to get part of the, the community that I'm a part of. Um, but I also have a podcast as well, yeah. and it's called Arrow and Heart. Um, the Arrow and Heart podcast, I think, is what it's actually on in all of the streaming places and it is uh more of like um yeah like a a marriage and a being a parent of lots of kids and being missionary people and all that kind of stuff so um it's it's fun so that's another way to connect with us um and uh you can email me if you're interested in 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 asking me any questions having me come and be a guest to teach anything yeah. or whatever or uh, or to be produced you can email me at brandon b e e music at gmail.com and uh i do have a bunch of records on on the streaming services all the the normal ones yep. and i'm currently trying to finish up another record so well, that's exciting. Which i haven't actually released anything in like solo thing for five years so it's five years it's really long especially when i've released probably 150 other people's records yeah. in the last five years so you're always doing their projects yeah i mean it's crazy i just haven't had any time to spend oh do it to do it so now do you do your own do you record all your own stuff well yes but i have this record i did a little bit different i brought in some some musician friends of mine. Okay. So, um, so I do play all the instruments on a lot of people's records. Uh, but what I wanted to do is I, I wanted to bring other people's opinions into what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Just as people are hiring me to do the same thing, you know, to be that different opinion. So I wanted to bring some people in. So it's cool. I've had, I have a lot of really cool, you know, friends that do you know, played music for all kinds of people all around the world and, and I have them guest playing and it's really fun. I love it. Yeah. Hey man, thanks for hanging out today. This is really fun. Yeah. This is good to kind of catch up in this way. I would think yeah. to hang out together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, we will yeah. see you next week.